Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. But there was a lot of fear and misunderstanding of what that device had to offer. Welcome to episode two of The Great Fail, a podcast that examines the greatest success stories and their spectacular fails, what led to the demise of the most prolific people, brands, and companies. I am your host, Deborah Chen, and this week we'll be looking at Google Glass. On June 27, 2012, four skydivers embarked on an unprecedented jump out of an aircraft above the Google campus grounds in San Francisco. The skydivers were equipped with the first-of-its-kind futuristic glasses. It was a debut demo in the most extreme fashion and introduced to a crowd of 5,500 developers at the Google I.O. conference. Through these glasses, the audience was able to witness the jump in real time, this one-of-a-kind stunt that could have only been from a scene of a James Bond film or one of those Jason Bourne franchises. The action didn't end here. From their very precise landing onto the rooftop building, the camera view was then passed over to a crew of acrobatic bikers doing flips above the building to then scaling down the Moscone Center all the while capturing the quality of the camera, microphone, and navigation functions. The crowd completely captivated. Watch the live play-by-play of the stuntmen, who seemed to be approaching closer and closer to the arena, when suddenly the doors burst open, and the entire stunt crew poured onto the stage to meet Sergey Brin, Google's co-founder, followed by a loud, thunderous standing applause. The energy was palpable. And amidst the grandest of entrances, Sergey waited for the crowd to die down when he then sheepishly said, Now maybe we should tell you a little bit about glass. In that moment, Sergey would have never guessed that this was an actual premonition for what was about to come. Welcome to the story of Google Glass. Birth in the Google X Lab in 2010, pulled off life support in 2015. A note to our listeners, the story is on the launch of the original first generation of Google Glass. And at the time of research, the Glass Enterprise Edition 2 was not yet released to the public. I remember hearing about this groundbreaking Google Glass many years ago, and then it just kind of vanished. And for someone like myself who wasn't in direct contact with these, either sporting them around or researching and writing about them, 
they were kind of this elusive mystical creature. Because when the product recently came up as a topic of discussion amongst friends, I actually had to think back to myself and say, wait, did it actually happen or not? And funny enough, we'll learn later on that a similar reaction was garnered by those that actually did get to experience the glass firsthand. I also have to admit, I did go down a rabbit hole with this one as I spent many weeks researching the ins and outs of the story. And the more I dug, the more this began to seem like a bad Lifetime movie than a case study about what not to do in business. You see, the failure of Glass came with it, a lot of sensationalism, beginning with that scene I described earlier that was so obnoxious it could only be pulled off in Silicon Valley. Regardless, the technology of Google Glass was pioneering. It had the ability to take over and cross over to mainstream success. But instead, this became a story about skydivers, runway models, huge celebrities, overexposure, glitches, and then a salacious affair that ended a billionaire's marriage. Now, let's dive in and take a deeper look at what led to the collapse of glass. Glass was developed in Google's top secret research lab called Google X whose mission was to explore high-impact, futuristic ideas beyond Google's core search engine business. To provide some context here, Google X was like an investment incubator. Think Shark Tank, and was led by Astra Teller, an inventor, entrepreneur, and author. Google X was created in 2010 to find and invent the newest technology for the people of today. Astro and his team found themselves exploring inventions like self-driving cars, contact lenses that monitor glucose levels for diabetes, and Project Loon, which launched balloons in the sky to provide internet in developing areas of the world. These ideas, if viable, had the backing of really deep pockets and endless amounts of resources that made them bulletproof. And so began the development of Glass on Google's campus grounds with all the backing they needed to be successful. The mission was to birth a virtual reality wearable to the world. Google convinced everyone that it was paving the way for the future of smart glasses. But did it have the ability to foresee what was in its own future? Why this project ended would have a lot to do with how it started. Following that skydiving stunt, when Google unveiled Glass to the world, it was soon considered the must-have gadget for everyone, from the nerds to CEOs and celebrities of all sorts. Vogue magazine did a 12-page feature. The Simpsons dedicated an entire episode to Glass, and it made its way into circuits of morning talk shows and late-night television. Lady Gaga wore a pair, and so did Samuel L. Jackson, Oprah, Beyonce, Bill Murray. From President Obama to Prince Charles, the type of exposure it received was a hype and hysteria unlike any other. And one of the most notable moments was the 2012 New York Fashion Week, when Diane von Furstenberg sent her models down the runway with them in various colors. What could be more sexy than supermodels wearing Cyclops-looking frames and matching couture? 
Von Furstenberg, who was desperate at that time to draw attention away from a weak spring collection, was able to turn her show into a media success and take credit for the day that she helped, quote, reveal Google Glass to the world. It was, in all fairness, quite a stunning technological achievement. This device that essentially served as a computer in front of your eye. For those of you that haven't seen the product, it was made with a titanium band that was worn over the ears, much like a regular pair of glasses without lenses. And attached to the frame on the right side was a plastic casing that included a processor, camera, and display. Beyond the camera was a touchpad and other electronic components with the display that would be activated by a 30-degree tilt of the head. Or by tapping the touchpad, you could give simple voice commands like, Glass, call mom. Or, Glass, take a picture. Google envisioned this would be used for taking photos or videos, making calls, texting, email, navigation, basically everything you did with your smartphone, but now in a pair of glasses. But beyond the brilliance of this innovation, we would soon find out there's more than meets the eye. You see, unbeknownst to the outside world, there was an internal battle forming between the Google X engineers about the most basic functions of Google Glass, where one side debated that it was a product that should be worn all day long, like a fashion piece while the other side argued that it should be worn only for specific functions. Regardless, both sides were able to agree that the prototype was, well, a prototype, with pretty big crinkles to iron out. So let me take you through some of these issues. The small screen that was located at the angle above your eye made it hard to look at videos or read for long periods of time. The battery life, well, that was very limited, sometimes lasting for only a few hours. It would also misinterpret voice commands, which oftentimes would get lost in noisy settings. The earpiece was uncomfortable, and the wink to take a picture didn't work that well. But Sergey, the man behind the project, knowing that glass wasn't even close to a finished product, decided to do something bold. Instead of working out the very major kinks, he decided to launch the product, as is, to a group of highly selected consumers called Glass Explorers. These Glass Explorers basically paid $1,500 for a chance to become the early adopters who would then test the product, provide feedback, and help improve the design and functionalities of Glass. Initially, the accolades came pouring in. Tech evangelist at Microsoft and a blogger author, Robert Scoble, wrote, quote, I would never live a day without them. And David Pogue noted in a New York Times blog, quote, Glass is an absolutely astonishing feat of miniaturization and integration. The possibilities were endless for those seeing the potential of what Glass could do. For example, a trauma surgeon realizes how Glass would help her transmit a live video of the operation to a remote expert for real-time help. A reporter can use Glass to capture moments of a breaking news scene without having to assemble a full camera crew. Likewise, most Glass explorers found the device's navigation to be quite extraordinary. I had the chance to speak with one of the original Glass Explorers, Robert Hernandez, professor at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School of Communications, whose background has been in emerging tech. 
Here he talks about how he won the chance to become an early adopter. And so I saw Google had a contest where if you tweeted out what you would do with Google Glass, you could win the contest. And what you win is the right to buy the expensive device. Uh, And I thought, I'm really good at Twitter. Let me go tweet something out. And so I tweeted that if I had Google Glass, I would use it to explore contextual storytelling through augmented reality and this wearable device. Professor Hernandez taught a course back in 2014 as he explored the possibilities of glass looking through the lens of journalism and POV storytelling. So we put the device on people with different perspectives, uh, one being a really great L.A. chef, a prominent drummer. Another one was a magician who made this magic trick, kind of like from his point of view, but he the tricks you. It's really phenomenal. A gymnast who was doing work on the rings, right? We had to kind of duct tape it on his head to do that. And we tried some other types of experiments of different types of storytelling, including long-form text in Google Glass. So... A lot of experimentation, but it was really diverse students coming together to try to figure out what this technology could offer. But the hype alone could do only so much to mask the limitations of these glasses, which were made to be just a prototype. And what Sergey thought was going to be a brilliant marketing strategy would soon have him walking on broken glass. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You see, the Glass Explorers consisted of a select group of developers and journalists. And that's a deadly combination for a half-baked prototype. I mean, developers are really techie people who get off on cool gadgets, but have the deepest level of sophistication and scrutiny. And journalists, well, we all know we're very opinionated people. So inviting these two groups to a party with a half-invented product, and you can imagine what happens after the novelty started to wear off. Google's objective was to create an exclusivity that had fans longing for desire and the media clamoring for a piece of the story. But the love connection that started off hot soon began to lose its sizzle. 
And that's exactly what began to happen. Public opinion soon caught on and reviewers who finally got hold of Glass described it as the worst product of all time, noting the dismal battery life and the other limitations of Glass. Wired Magazine wrote, Glass is socially awkward, referring to the social stigma and backlash it acquired as being an overpriced elitist toy. How Glass went from super cool to super cold? Professor Hernandez has some insight here. What I started to see was because there were so few quantities in the masses, in the public, a lot of people started to project a negative narrative onto the device. But there was a lot of fear and misunderstanding of what that device had to offer. And as more time passed between the initial limited release of the devices, more the negative things started to happen. Being too exclusive for too long can sometimes kill your brand. But these were just one of the many fatal blows that Google began to receive. The first blow was that Google never formalized a real product launch. With the unveiling at Google I.O., there was never really any follow-up after the Explorer program. The fundamentals of product launches typically go something like this. A company publicly announces it will launch a product. Then it would complete its launch by revealing a date in which the beta ends and when the product would be available for purchase. This never happened with Glass. Perhaps having unlimited budgets, both cash and resources, would have had most startups green with envy. But in this case, it made the company a bit too comfortable or lazy because they never built the right momentum around the product release. And clearly, quality never became its final product. The second blow was a result of Google's poor branding. In fact, it was Google's malnourished marketing effort that amplified its failure. It received so much press and depended on early adopters for free advertising, but didn't conduct a mainstream advertising campaign. Try and find an official commercial on Google Glass and you will see exactly what I mean. Somehow, Glass left it to the masses to form their very opinionated viewpoints and didn't spend the time to craft a clear explanation on storytelling. Why this product is valuable, what were the compelling features, and what was the void it was filling in the market. There was a lot left to the imagination, which is not a great thing in business. And according to Forbes, while your product is critical to sustaining business success, poor branding in a digital era of social credibility can make your product irrelevant. The third blow came in the form of privacy concerns and social acceptance. This became a major issue on the debate over when and how glass should be worn in public. For one, these early adopters were privileged enough to have been selected into the exclusive Explorer program. Their acceptance, however, was met with resistance from the public. The glasses were banned from movie theaters, casinos, bathrooms, and other places that made people uncomfortable about potentially being filmed. There was a visceral reaction towards the wearable headgear that people began associating them to the most extreme cases, like pervs or pretentious posers, and these glass wearers soon were given the name glassholes which became quite a popular lexicon during that time. 
And I remind people, you were an asshole way before you were a glass hole. And the Google Glass just exemplified that even more. But just how much of an elitist product was this? You have no idea until you hear what's coming next. So there was this mysterious barge that was being built in the Bay Area and it was connected to Google. And no one knew what it was. In the end, they shipped it out into the waters. And I don't know if it was the Coast Guard or whatever agency basically ruled this barge that they invested a lot of money in as not seaworthy and they scrapped the whole program. According to my sources, that Google barge was going to be a floating Google Glass store in the middle of the water of the bay. And you would have to take a boat to get to this exclusive Google Glass store. That's just another indication of what type of framework and culture that we're trying to do, right? Giving it the fashion icons and, and trying to make it a status symbol rather than a device that you can use on the daily. We just heard how Glass suffered major blows following their especially hyperbolic unveiling. Not ever identifying a clear launch date, no formal marketing strategy, and then the social and privacy concerns around Glass all began to wear down the company. And then a karmic affair. This may have been the final blow that put the company into a comatose state. You recall when Google had released these endless possibilities of what Glass could be used for? Well, Sergey had recorded his own personal testimonial in how he used Glass to record video and said, it's been really magical to capture moments spent with my family and kids that I would have never done with a camera or phone. This comment about Sergey's magical moments with his family eventually became the irony of ironies. In 2014, Vanity Fair covered a tabloid office romance cheating scandal that rocked Silicon Valley. Sergey Brin, co-founder of Google, and Amanda Rosenberg, a marketing manager on Google Glass, who actually helped organize the Diane von Furstenberg fashion show. Unfortunately, she was doing a lot more behind the scenes than just promoting Google Glass. It was a cliche of all sorts, a boss and his employee, a much older man and his 20-something-year-old mistress. And a surprising fact that many of you may not know, Sergey was married to Anne Wojcicki, who was founder of Genetic Testing 23andMe. They were a true power couple and considered the most important couple in town, perhaps the most prominent young couple in Silicon Valley with more than $30 billion in wealth. Enter Amanda, who befriended Anne and visited the couple's home frequently, seeking advice on how to market glass to mothers, until Anne found incriminating emails between her husband and Amanda, eventually breaking them up. This weird love affair actually created internal strife within Google, causing a rift between Sergey and the other co-founder, Larry Page. It was revealed by a source close to the situation that Larry, who was an extremely ethical man, was insanely upset by the whole situation that he stopped talking to Sergey altogether for quite some time. And while the glass laid stagnant, 
sucking in failure like a morphine drip, the lies and scandals would be the thing that sent it over the edge. And in typical Google fashion, they even chose a magical exit date, 15-1-15, January 15th, 2015, four years after its launch date, they announced they were pulling the plug on its Explorer program. Google Glass was a high-profile tale that involved a lot of pomp and circumstance around a futuristic wearable launch. Introduced to the world at the extraordinary bout of showmanship, applauded as one of the most prolific products in modern history and hailed in the category of Best Inventions of 2013 by Time Magazine. Despite its celebrity and influencer hype, public intrigue, prolific inventors and designers, and the backing of one of the world's largest companies, it still managed to fall short of success when it gave birth to a premature product and took its cool and elusive persona too far never committing to a final product or strategy. Coolness is one of those funny things. Like when you think about the coolest person you know, or have met, or some celebrity, what defines their coolness, well, it's intangible. There's no equation. It certainly can't be bought. It's not a science. It's an art. But somehow, Google treated it to be quantifiable, formulaic, and created a mystique that eventually led them to missing the mark. Years later, Astro Teller spoke about the failure of Glass, saying that his team had allowed and sometimes even encouraged too much attention for the program. Glass is more of a question than an answer. The Glassholes and the rest of the world couldn't have agreed more. Thanks for listening to The Great Fail, a program that spotlights some of the most infamous case studies and failed businesses, brands, and ideas, and goes beyond that to garner lessons and wisdom so that we can all learn from the greatest mistakes. Join us next time for a brand new episode and be sure to visit thegreatfail.com to access show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you have a question about your business or have an idea or startup and need expert advice, please send your questions to advice at thegreatfail.com and you may be featured on an upcoming episode with our network of expert advisors to help you get the answers you're looking for. And remember, with great failure comes great liability. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.